Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I love bacon. It's hard to find somebody who doesn't love bacon. All bacon's good, right? Yeah, but some bacon is next level. And when I talk about next level, I'm talking about right brand bacon. We had so much up here that the guys on the show were fighting for it. Eddie posted a big case of it that he took home. Right brand is the number one thick cut, hand trimmed, real wood smoked bacon. You just have to try it to believe. So bacon lovers, do yourself a big favor. Go out and get yourself some right brand bacon today. It's time you experience bacon the right way. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, Bobby. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Lainey Wilson will be in later today. We love Lainey Wilson. She got a new album out, up for six CMAs. She's on Yellowstone as like a real life character. Like all season. It's, it's crazy. Lainey Wilson coming up. We're all here. Morning, studio. Morning. All right, we'll get started with the show. What I'm going to do is I'm going to throw to you. I want you to say... Your height, your sign, whoa, and your school. I don't care what school it is. Ready? Up first, it's our video producer, producer Eddie. Eddie, Eddie. Go ahead, Eddie. Producer Eddie, six foot, eh, Sam no. Houston State, and I'm an Aries. Okay, go ahead. So, let me let me run this by you and tell me if you think this is okay. So, I I didn't know. Usually, we go to Texas for Christmas, but we're deciding to stay here in Nashville. And my parents, my mom, who's a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, is coming to spend it with us here here uh, on Dece- in December 25th. And so the, the Cowboys are coming to play the Titans. And I think it would be an amazing Christmas gift to take my mom to see the Dallas Cowboys right here in Nashville, Tennessee. But I want to ask the Titans if I can get free tickets. So is that okay to ask the Titans for Titans tickets, but I want to wear Cowboys stuff because we're Cowboys fans? The answer is a simple no. Yeah, you just ask Jerry when you go see him. Thought about that. But, Bones, there's no way in the chopper I can ask Jerry for Cowboys tickets in Nashville, right? I think you should just buy them tickets. You can't ask, hey, Titans fan, hey, Titans owners, can I get some tickets to go watch the team I like beat your team and wear the opposite clothes? Because <laughs> they won't give me tickets, right, if I say that? If you just ask for tickets, I'll probably give you tickets, but I don't think it's a good move. 
Dang. Because Morgan's like really tight with them, and I'm thinking, Morgan, hook me up. I can get in touch with them and get free tickets for my mom. Yeah, that'd be tough. You can get free tickets, but you can't wear Cowboys gear. My mom's not going to go for that. My mom will not wear Titans gear. Yeah, I'm going to go with a no on that one, Eddie. Dang, that's a hard no, Sorry, dog. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's a hard no. Hey, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, up next, Lunchbox, set yourself up. Here he is. Lunchbox, everybody. 5'11 and a half. Uh, Hill Elementary, Summit Elementary, Reed Elementary, Murkison Middle School, Anderson High School, and the University of Texas at San Antonio. And I'm a Leo. But I hate being an adult because, guys, I got a dishwasher problem. I need some help. My dishwasher is not washing my dishes. Well, it washes them, but it's not getting hot. So I don't know if it's really washing them because usually when you open the dishwasher, you get a big puff of steam that comes out. Mine, you open it, there's no steam. So is it really cleaning my dishes? How do I fix it? First thing you do is probably get on YouTube or Google the question, my dishwasher is not hot. Because usually they'll have the answers up there. The second thing you do is you call and get someone to repair it. If it's not an easy answer. Right? Yeah, I just thought, well, I tried to YouTube it, and it's just like, oh, it could be this, 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 or this. And it's like eight different things. I'm like, okay, well, which one is it? Did you try to fix any of those eight things yourself? No, there was a lot of them, and it it seemed like I had to take stuff apart. Like, And with three kids running around, I don't really have time to take apart the dishwasher. and I you should call someone just to get it repaired. Yeah, and I had to get a nap in. I had to get a nap in. No, 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 no. No, I, I leave them. In, we have a pile in the sink. I'm hoping my wife was going to do that. Like it was kind of like a battle. Like, oh, who's going to wash them? So far, nobody. Okay, then I, I think I will call the re- somebody to repair it. That would okay. be my answer, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'll get a new one. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I'd call someone. Oof. <laughs> a dishwasher or refrigerator, or one of those replacements that you're not counting on. Tires, car tires. Oh, oh those are terrible things to replace because you just don't budget it for the week or month. And now you got to pay all that money. Oof. All right, next up, Amy. Here she is. Go ahead. Go ahead, Amy. I am 5'6". I'm a Pisces and Texas A&M. Woo! Okay, so I have a question. What do you do if you find out that a man followed your son to jujitsu when he was riding his bike there? What the crap? <laughs> I think what I do is find out more to the story. What's more? Okay, so... My son likes to ride his bike to jujitsu, but we stay on the phone with him the whole time. He's on his little phone watch, which also has a GPS tracker. So we can see, is he on course? Is he there? And I know when he's at a red light. I know when it turn- he can go. Like, we're talking to him the whole time. Well, the jujitsu place called me after he arrived and said, hey, I just want to let you know that after Stevenson got here, a man walked in and said, I just followed that little boy all the way here and I just wanted to make sure he was okay and I don't know if he she just said I just wanted to let you know that this man came in and said that and I don't know if he was concerned or I I, I don't know the whole thing just is weird to me because Stevenson's old enough to ride his bike there and I I guess I do worry about weird people that's my only concern not him making it there safely but strangers stranger danger and I don't know if this is weird or not. Like, why would he even go inside and say that to the people? Like, is he trying to say I'm a bad parent for letting my kid ride his bike? Or was so he showing th- how easy think, it is to get followed? I think it's an odd thing to go inside and say that. I think his intentions were pretty pure, though. He's like, all right, I see somebody here. He probably thought Stevenson was younger than he is. Right. Because he's small. And I think he wanted to be like, hey, we got this little kid riding here. And I was able to track him pretty easily. It's weird. Yeah, like, a heads up, I could have taken your kid, but Yeah, it's like, if I'd have wanted to, I'd have kidnapped the sucker, but I didn't. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think his intentions were good. Okay. And I, and I do like that you have the GPS watch on him, and 
eventually you have to let the bird fly. And that's what you're doing right now. You're letting the little bird fly to the nest. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry about it any more than you already were worrying about it. Okay. And it also is pretty cool. There are people watching out for them. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm thankful. That's, that's that too. So, yeah, okay. And then finally, I'll go, all right, my name is Bobby. I am an Aries. I am uh, six foot one and a half, according to my doctor. Okay. What's up? Hey, at least Lunchbox told it. Lunchbox told the truth in his Eddie. What? Yeah. What do you say? Five eleven and a half. Yeah, you said you were six foot. Oh, good. I rounded up. <laughs> and then um, I have a honorary doctorate from the University of Arkansas. <laughs> yes, that's me, Bobby. Everybody. Yeah. I just want to give you a couple of reviews. I finished watching The Patient on Hulu with Steve Carell as he's an abducted uh, therapist. Wild. Wild, wild. I would recommend it. I give it four and a half therapy bills out of five. It is a crazy show. Anybody else watching that at all? No. Not yet. Having that time. Mike, you watching it? Finished it, yeah. I'm not going to say anything, but wild, huh? Yeah. Wild. And then I'm also going to share with you, I finished watching The Worst Person in the World, that movie on Amazon that we bought. And I didn't know it was a foreign movie. But after the first 15, 20 minutes, you just read the subtitles and it's all good. That is a, it's, it's really good. It is dark. And it is sad. Mike warned me it was dark. Yeah, it, it was is. darker than I even thought it was going to get. And it's a movie where you don't root for the main character. It's like real life. It's like, it feels like real life. Yeah. Because everything's just not shiny. But it's good. I give that four out of five non-English words that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I recommend them both. The Worst Person in the World and The Patient on Hulu. So go check them out. It's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My son is 12, 13 in December. We gave him a basic cell phone for Christmas last year to be able to get in touch with us for emergencies and after football practice, etc., with the understanding that parental controls would be put on so we can monitor and control things. We've had an open conversation about rules and internet and text talk and contacts. At 12 years old, I don't think it's too much to ask, considering we grew up just fine without constant access to everything and everyone. However, he wants an iPhone for Christmas, I say no, because this phone now has everything he needs. But he wants a smartphone, and his idea was to write in and get your opinion on if I should allow him to get the iPhone for Christmas. I haven't done much checking to see if the parental controls will work on the new phone but still see where there could always be ways around my rules if I don't know how the phone works. Apparently, I'm too overprotective. Any advice or thoughts for a 13-year-old to have an iPhone? I really value your opinion. Thanks. Signed, apparently, not-so-cool mom. Okay, I think 13's fine for an iPhone if you're a good, responsible 13-year-old. So just know, I don't know much about your kid, but if you're asking, that means you're considering it. And it doesn't sound like he's gotten into a lot of trouble. And there are parental controls, and there are ways probably around them as well, but there are ways around any controls. No, no control is absolute and universal. We've seen that for generations. So 13, if he's a responsible kid with the right rules, I think an iPhone can be allowed. But for, you put it on a fishing line, though, and as soon as he messes the first time, you reel it back in. That's right. You're also looking at something, too, that you can use to actually, I'm not going to say control, because I don't believe in universal control, but you can actually, it will, it will influence him to make better decisions. Because you want to know something he, don't, he doesn't want to lose? An iPhone. So I'm going to go yes to the iPhone if he's a responsible kid and he continues to make responsible decisions, because eventually 
in the next couple years anyway. He's going to get one, so why not warm him up now if, if, if he's a good kid? That's my idea. That's my opinion. Amy, what do you think? Okay, I think you get him the phone. Seems pretty easy to me because not only does the iPhone have built-in ways that you can be safe with your child and a cell phone like that, but you can download two apps, the Bark app and Life360. You will feel so much better if you have those two apps. You can research them, but they allow you to have access to like text messages they're getting, emails, YouTube, things they're looking up, other apps. Like you can make it to where they can't download anything without them knowing. Life360, you can basically stalk them. You know where they are at any given time. It's awesome. You guys that app then. I need to put that on you guys' phone <laughs> so I can see what's up. Uh, also, I would say, I know you, that as a mom, you're like, does he even need all these contacts? All the, It's not so much about that. It's his friends have one, honestly. Yeah. And he feels like a loser without one. Could he get by just fine on the phone you have given him? Absolutely. He could. But you know what it's like to be 13. Mm-hmm. Everybody around you that's 13, 14, 15, they all have iPhones. And he's like, dang, I, want, I don't want to be a loser. So that's another reason that I think it's probably fine if he's fine. Eddie? Ooh, I say hold off as long as you can because once they get that iPhone, there are a bunch of things that you're going to have to deal with. Like Amy said, I mean, there's apps, there's all the, these, uh, I mean, the internet is there. So basically anything they want to look up is there. Definitely, like you said, you could put controls on there, but there are way, ways around these controls. I'd say hold off as long as you can. Maybe make the excuse of, uh, this is a lot of money, so if you want an iPhone, you're going to have to work for it and save up money, and maybe you can buy yourself two more years for that. Two more years? You're going to make him wait to 15? <laughs> He's going to go buy one himself, have his own cell phone plan, have his own credit score. I just say you hold off. Hold off when, as long as you can. When did you give your oldest phone? Uh, 13. I just want everybody to know. Yeah. So you regret that. Yeah. And that I, was, I mean, and that was, that was Eddie holding off, too, by the way. I was holding off, and you guys were trying to get me to get like, hey, he needs one. He needs one. No, he doesn't need one. But now he's very responsible with it. We trust him with it, and we definitely check it. And so I'm good with it. But hold off as long as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Do as he says, not as he does, apparently. <laughs> I, if he's a good kid, get him a phone. That's, that's what we say. Thank you very much for the email. You guys can email us at any time. Morgan, what's that address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Let's start with a listener for Fun Fact Friday. This is Ann from Beaverton, Oregon. Fun Fact Friday. The voices of Mickey and Minnie Mouse got married in real life. Wayne Alween and Rosie Taylor were married for 18 years until... Aween's death in 2009. That almost sounds like a robot on the phone. Uh, it yeah. was a That's robot one answering for, machine. Uh, yeah, I like the fun fact. But there at the end, it got a little robotic. Yeah. I started. <laughs> Thanks, Ann. I appreciate that. That's Let's a cool go. fact, though. Let's go. Fun fact Friday. Yay! Around the room, fun fact Friday. Give us some fun. We'll talk about it up first, Amy. Uh, Colgate faced a big obstacle marketing toothpaste in Spanish-speaking countries because Colgate translates to go hang yourself. Really? How would you say Colgate? Colgate. Colgate. Really? And that means go hang yourself? Colgate? Why don't they just change the name for Mexico? Oh, my goodness. Is it still or any Spanish-speaking country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough. They just choose. I mean, I'm sure they figured it out, but it was an issue, you know. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you know that the deodorant? Uh, Old Spice. You know what that means in Spanish? Jump off a cliff. So they have a lot of trouble with with these products all being... Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) So stupid. Uh, Lunchbox, what do you have? Oh, I know you're sitting there thinking, when was the thong invented? I wasn't, but I'm... Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Let's go back to 1939 when the World Fair is in New York City and they had dancers on the street and the mayor said, hey, ladies, you can't be out here naked. You got to cover up. So that's where the thong underwear came in. And then you're like, oh, so that's just the thong underwear. What about the thong bikini? Glad you asked. 1970, there was an attack on the booty of California. The beaches were going to ban nude sunbathing. So this guy said, you know what? I'll make a thong bikini. Attack of what? The booty. They were attacking the booty. Like they were going to make it cover the booty up. Oh. And so in the 19, 1973 is when he invented the thong bikini. Wow, man. One of the great attacks. One of the great wars. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The booty attack. Yeah. <laughs> booty attack. Right. Morgan? When you look at a bright, clear sky and you see white dots, you're actually looking at your own white blood cells. It's in a phenomenon where your white blood cells move along the fine blood vessels in the front of the retina at the back of your eye. That's crazy. I never seen what I don't see. Oh well. yeah, every once in a while you look up and it's spots. like yeah. spots. moving, I'm moving. Have to look for those. Yeah, but don't you know they're your, your eyes? No, really. You're like oh, so, and you so you blink your eyes thinking you're. Then are they gone? Yeah. Okay, well then it's probably your eyes, right? Well, I thought it was I'm staring into the sun or something. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm like oh, I do this. I'm like oh, I can see again. <laughs> All right, Eddie. Who on the show has blue eyes? Ding. I have, well, I have blue green. No, yeah. no, no, we're looking for blue, blue eyes. They can be. Why? Whoever they are, they're related. Because back 6,000 to 10,000 years ago, there was a baby born in Europe that had a genetic mutation, and that mutation was blue eyes. Before then, they just had different shades of brown. So all your all of your DNA goes back to that baby right there. So if I have, I have blue green eyes, yeah, maybe you somewhere like mixed in cousin. with some yeah some yeah. someone connected to that baby. <laughs> these are a lot of these are really stupid today. Yeah, you guys oh, got some terrible ones. ones. Yeah, we did. We got booty attacks. We got, <laughs> get out, okay. Uh, finally, the guy who invented Vaseline ate a spoonful of it every single day, and he lived until ninety six. Excuse but me. Why? Probably like greases your intestines. It's good for his health. But he ate a spoonful every single day. Lived to almost 100 years old. <laughs> oh, oh. That crazy. Don't make us do All right, that. let's get the wheel. Why would, he, why would you even put that in his head? Oh, the the wheel. Let's get the wheel. No. Oh, yeah. okay. I wonder no. if... Oh, let me wonder. I can wonder aloud. I wonder if no, there's can. something that says, please don't eat Vaseline. It doesn't. Is it? How do you know? Are you allowed to eat Vaseline? I'll Google it. But you didn't already look and you yelled it doesn't. I know. <laughs> it I mean, if, he, if this dude's eating it, it doesn't say you don't have to eat it. You, you put it on your skin and it's absorbed. So Exactly. It says petroleum jelly. Well, this is not Vaseline, though. All petroleum jelly is not the same. Can be harmful if someone swallows it or gets in the eyes. It's vax, uh, but it does say petroleum jelly is considered non-toxic. Recovery is likely. Recovery. Yeah, we're going to not put it on the yeah, wheel, Why though. go through all yeah, that? We're, yeah, we're good. Fun Fact Friday. Yeah! Oh! It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. There's an eight-year-old girl with alopecia. Her name is Savannah Brown, and she's been dealing with hair loss from the condition. So her mom, her dad, her grandmother, and her aunt all shaved their heads in support for her. And I got a clip of Savannah talking about how this touched her. It was just like, OMG, like I have an amazing family that supports me in a really awesome way. Not a lot of moms would like do that. Like they would cheer me on. My mom is special. Love it. But also, again, her dad, her grandmother, her aunt. That's crazy. They all stepped up. Can you explain alopecia to me? Because I don't have it, obviously. I don't really know what it is. Well, the body attacks hair follicles, and it results Mm -hmm. in hair loss. And I don't know if there's other things about it, but that's specifically what was happening to Savannah and why her hair was falling out. Is that an autoimmune thing? Yes. 
Dang. So you can't really control it. It's either a virus mm. or you're born with it, huh? Yep. Uh, well, good for that family and good for her for having such a positive attitude. Can you, this is a dumb question, can you beat alopecia? I, I don't know for sure. I would assume you probably are put on a certain diet, things that may help some of the symptoms, but I'm sure it's just something that she has to live with. I'm not sure. I should know this. I'm a doctor, right? Oh, you, you should, are, but I really no, I, I didn't study this. This is not my specialty. <laughs> uh, my specialty is letters. Oh, it says uh, but, approximately 40% of patients treated with topical immuno, immunotherapy, immunotherapy, <laughs> immunotherapy Maybe, yeah. will regrow scalp hair after about six months of treatment. Okay. All right. Thank you. Great story. Savannah, that's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy's sister has a show called Building Roots on HGTV. It kind of came out of nowhere, and it's an awesome show where they go around. And How would you explain it? Um, well, they renovate houses, and they document it along the way. They wanted it in a mountain town, so it's mostly, you know, small, cute little mountain homes, and they do a great job. And so they're going to come to Nashville, and Lunchbox has just been dead set on being on this show. He's got holes in his roof, and he purposefully didn't fix them for months thinking they'd come and fix the holes in his roof, but they're not roofers. They literally build cool things onto houses, right? Like renovation. Yes, they make it a home for people. It's something that someone's bought or lived in for a while, and they're like, oh, I wish my kitchen or my living room was this way, and they turn it into their dream. So that's just the reset. Now, Lunchbox wants to be on the show. They told him, according to you, that That you- I was going to be the A lead of this show, the big story. The producers love me. I've been talking to them. Talked to Amy's brother-in-law, and oh, yeah, we can do that. We can do this. Talked about all the things we were going to do. So we were dead set on being on. We were like, all right, Let's go. Then you heard nothing. Yeah. And then Amy was like, I need to figure, what's up? Amy, what's happening now? Is he going to be on the show? Are you worried about him? What's going on? Uh, he's not going to be on the show. Yikes. I don't, I, doesn't he know that though? I don't know. I feel awkward right now because I feel like, but I feel like it just needs to be like a Band-Aid. You just rip it off because I don't think he understands. This is what like is, a breakup listen, and he's not getting it. What is your, yeah, yeah. You know? What does your sister say? She's kind she, what she said to me is that she was worried about his mental health. <laughs> I am dead serious. Why? Because she said that he called her and that he was also at the same time he no, was well, talking. I don't, no, no, no. We, I called her and there was other people that wanted to talk to her. Huh? Like it wasn't just me that was on the phone. Mm-hmm. This is where it, this oh, is where she thought. Oh, God. She thought he was going crazy. I do have a clip of this. What yeah. on earth? Okay. <laughs> This is your Hail Mary to get on the show? No, I was just calling because Amy kept kind of saying, well, ah, maybe you need to talk to producers. Maybe you need... And I was like, I'm just going to call the show and figure out what's going on. So you call Amy's sister. Yeah, because she is the show. Okay, here we go. Here's Lunchbox's call. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Is this Christy, the star of Building Roots? <laughs> yes. This is Lunchbox, and I've been sitting around waiting. You know, I talked to producers. I talked to your husband. I talked to you and got me all excited that I'm about to be on Building Roots, and I've heard nothing. And is there something you want to tell me? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. My, my, my four-year-old, Baby Box One, wants to say something. TV show gonna come fix our roof. I, I don't know. Son. Hold on, son. I, I don't know when she's gonna come. Cause Dada, it's getting really cold in here. Lunchbox. Yeah, that was my son. He just he, he was asking me when, when you guys are coming to fix my roof and remodel the house. Yeah, sounded just like him. Um, you should get that roof fixed. No, no, I understand, but why would I pay for a roof when you guys are gonna come fix my house and remodel? So you're gonna have to give me a new roof anyway. 
I think you definitely need to just go ahead and fix your roof. Don't think about the TV show anymore. If it's meant to be, it will come your way that later I, in another Is that place. her saying that we're not going to be on TV? Is she crushing my dreams? I feel like you just told me that I didn't make it. You know, I, I don't think it's going that direction. I, I, you're, you're beating around the bush, and now I'm going to have to console my son? Dada! <laughs> Why don't you like us, Dada? It's okay, son. Her show is terrible. Oh, my gosh. I But I really do think you should, like, for the safety of your family, go ahead and fix your roof. Okay. All right. So I will. I, I got cut from the TV show. Good to talk to you, Spongebob. Yeah. I can't say the same. Bye. You got dumped. I got dumped. That's a good analogy. It's like a breakup, Betty. He doesn't understand what's <laughs> yeah, happening. Oh, man. My favorite part, though, is while he's doing an impression of his kid and his kid's crying, he goes back to him, but he's still crying. <laughs> he's yeah. like, Dada! He got caught in he's the He's like switch. in the mid-breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, looks man. like this is over. Yeah, it looks like that show's going to fail. Well, you said that last season. and it Well, got I mean, now I'm, not, I'm definitely never going to watch again. Are you going to be on the show? I don't Amy? know. Amy? I don't know. Mm. I don't, listen, we need to be careful how we talk about this in front of Walsh. Oh, so I spell it out like kids. Hey, are no, you going to be don't. on the SHOW? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what you do. <laughs> don't laugh it up. He's like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, lunchbox, I mean, uh, it didn't work out. They, just only because your roof is not what they do. No, no, but I didn't want just my roof fix. That's what I'm saying. I wanted them to redo my kitchen, yeah. a bathroom, you know, mm. add a patio, whatever. You were going to take out a big loan to do I this? I would have taken a loan out of the need. bank. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Amy. We're done. You're not going to be on the show. I'm very sorry. Yeah, so that's the last time we'll mention that show. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's all. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do find this missing girlfriend and tell her story with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one like my producer Anna oh my god my friend Dr. Mindy Shapiro hi it's Dr. Shapiro and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner and of course Gail's sister Elaine Katz having no closure it kills you join us as we try to solve a 35 year old cold case it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. 
There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. William in North Carolina left us a voicemail. Here you go. Amy, don't bring your daughter to watch Terrifier 2. It is disgusting and terrible. Don't do not do it. I just watched it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he still sounds sad and scared. Yeah. And regretful that he watched it. Uh, this weekend, you're going to try to go watch that movie. No, not try. I have to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't half have to. Mm-hmm. You think you have to, but... it. 20, is well, it 28, 29, 30. You could still go Monday, I guess. That would be cutting it. I, I don't really. Were you a, Weekdays were you a are crammer hard. in high school and college? Like wait till the last uh, minute? No, I just haven't had a weekend where, I mean, I could go. I have to go on the weekend because it's two and a half hours long. And this last weekend, my sister was in town. I'm not going to take her to that. I'm not, also not going to leave her for you three hours. Her, we gotta, I don't know movie I'm going to watch, babe. Babe, sister. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you call your sister. And then yeah. you just lure her in there. Uh, yeah, thank you. But Amy's going to go this weekend, and, mm-hmm. and we'll see if she takes her daughter. Yeah. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Amazon rolls out Venmo pay option for the holidays, which will make it even easier at checkout. Some other companies are doing it, too. And so when you go, you buy something, you check out, you just bloop, click Venmo, and voila, you can pay for it that way. Which, speaking of paying things, did you see that this dad in England uh, got the chip put under his skin to use his hand to swipe his credit card? He had to fly to Germany to get it done, but he said he's so glad he's got it. Yeah, here's the thing. If I have to fly to Germany to get something done, so I, if 
probably not a good idea. It's like Kobe used to go to Germany and get this blood transfusion. You get the blood <laughs> taken out and blood put back in. He, you can only go to Germany and get it. And I was like, man, that's either like super elite or like super weird. Yeah. But the chip, oh, that's just scary. I think I'd get it for my car key, just not a credit card, you know? <laughs> yeah. They had too much information. Yeah, that's weird. But you know that's going to happen. Yeah, I think 4,000 Swedens have it already, the chip in themselves. Oh, no way. It's, They're going to get their hands chopped yeah, off. Yeah, they are. Okay, but no, that's not true because that's not happening to us with our eyeballs oh. or our fingerprints <laughs> because that's what gets into our phone. Our yeah. phones have oh, okay. access to our bank account. Not so yet. So no, I'm going, that's not the case. <laughs> and then the more I talk about it, we kind of have a chip in us already, which is when we carry our iPhone everywhere we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we do have the ability to leave the iPhone down, but we don't. But yeah, it's just weird to think of them putting something in us. All right, what else? Grocery stores could get avocado scanners soon to help you tell how ripe they are. It's a gadget called Ripe Finder, and it debuted at a trade show in Orlando this week, and it might start to pop up in grocery stores. And the reason why is they want to prevent waste. Avocados are so hard to determine if they're ripe or not. And it'll, like, you'll put it on this little scanner thing, and it'll say, yep, ripe, good to go. Or it'll say, ripe, in four to five days. And then you'll know, and you don't end up wasting food at your house. Would you buy them if they're not ripe? Well, it depends on what day I need to, mm. you know, open them up. Like right. if I've got a party in four to five days, it'd be good to know that that'd be perfect timing. I all I, I can tell you how many times I cut into avocados and then it's all brown and gooey inside and I had no idea. I can't tell you that I've ever cut into an avocado. Ever? Oh, <laughs> you should try it. It's cool. That's really neat. Yeah. yeah if I'm helping cooking it, it's not on taco night. <laughs> and that's usually when she cuts up avocados. Tacos yeah. seem to be pretty ne- easy when she doesn't need me. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Well, one more story. Dan Smyers of Dan and Shay was on a recent episode of Zach Coon's show, his podcast, and he shared his favorite podcast. In Nashville, I love Bobby's. The Bobby cast is great. He gets great guests. He's a great guy. He's a great friend. But, I mean, he's just got such a natural way of interviewing people. It's it's amazing, man. Super inspiring. Well, I like to share my favorite <laughs> duo. Dan and Shane. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course. Great friend, great guy. Inspiring. <laughs> that was nice of him to say that. I like how we forced a story about us back into this. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Good job. All right, is that it? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. So they say football fans, all rivalry, they hate each other, they're going to beat each other up. Well, the University of Tennessee was playing UT Martin this past weekend, and one of the guys on UT Martin, A.J. Marquez, his family home got destroyed by Hurricane Ian, and he put up a GoFundMe saying, please help my family get back on their feet. Well, the Tennessee Volunteers fans found out about it, they started getting on there and donating, and he's raised over $100,000. Wow. That's a great story. The Vol fans have come through a couple of times for different people. Uh, another thing is, I don't think UT and UT Martin are big rivals, Lunchbox. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I think you it's know, like a little brother. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Big size up. difference. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know, but you know, people think football fans, oh, they all hate each other. And <laughs> But I was just trying to say they, they can be nice to each other. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, ah, your team stinks. Your team stinks. Ah, let's fight. Instead, they're like, huh. hey, let's up it's your guy weird. out. We'll donate some money. Weird. Scenario there. You stink. You know, you stink. <laughs> That's fine. But I agree. That's a couple times that the Vol fans have really checked in and uh, made a difference. Yeah, I mean, their, their basketball player, UT Vol's basketball player, got uh, his house destroyed by fire, and they raised money to get his family back on their feet. Wow. Why didn't Vol fans come together to fix your roof? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> 
Exactly. You should just call out. Hey, Vol fans might have a hole in my roof. Ooh, I'll put up a GoFundMe. I'll put up Vols Nation. Please help me get back on my feet. <laughs> uh, shout out to all the Vol Nation. And great job. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. In about three minutes, a listener says, hey, I have a 13-year-old. Can I buy them this for Christmas? We'll talk about that in the mailbag. Right now, let's go over and do the morning corny. The morning corny. Have you seen the twin witches? Uh, No, I have not seen the twin witches. Yeah, I can't tell which is which. (laughs) 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 That was the morning corny. That's a pretty good one, huh? That's really good. I'll take it. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Friday morning conversation with Blaney Wilson. Big day today. You got a you got an album out, big one. Yes, I. Hope. I mean, it's. I was looking at a, a lot of the the songs. You know, I was track one's "Hillbilly Hippie," which is interesting because I wonder when you go into the room, do you go, "Hey, this is what my nickname is. I want to write it," <laughs> or does it get written and go, "Well, I'm gonna t-. like what's the story with that?" So I was actually headed down to Alabama to pick up my little French bulldog. It was in the middle of the pandemic, and I was gonna name her Hippie. And I, w- I just honestly started writing it as I was driving down there. I'm just like, hippie. Are you, how it are you recording out. it in your phone while you're doing it, or are you just remembering it? Because I never remember stuff. I remembered it. I, um, I will say that I, I kind of, maybe I shouldn't do this, but sometimes I'm like, if I didn't remember the melody, then I don't know if it was good enough to begin with. Mm. Oof, I'd be in trouble. I mean, yeah. Not that my stuff's any good anyway, but I'd be in, I can't remember anything. Do you often do that? If you're writing a song, will you just try to remember it and go into the room two, three days later with it? I mean, there's times where I jot it down because there's so much going on. But, yeah, there's definitely times where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let it be. And then if it comes out a little different in the writing room, then fine, too, because I just want it to be what it's going to be. You push the vocal note thing on your phone, though, sometimes also and, and put it in vocally. Do you ever listen back and go, what was I thinking? Thinking. Yes, and about five months ago, I was headed into town, and I did have this melody, and I was like, okay, this is a little different than what I normally do, and I definitely ain't going to remember it, so I hit record on my phone as I'm driving. Cop pulls me over, and he's oh, like, what do you see on I the was phone? like, I'm so sorry. I'm headed to a co-write. I got six, no, you're six CMAs. <laughs> That's what you say immediately <laughs> when go. he pulls you over. What did um, he say to you? He was like, you were on your phone. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was just recording a voice memo. I had this melody. I know it's no excuse. Um, and he just kind of looked at me. He was like, just go write a good song. Get Did out he know here. who you were? Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell. That's when you try to sing, <laughs> you know, things a man ought to know. Like, just bring it up and, like, sing a this little chorus. This is the melody I was yeah. thinking. Sing a little chorus to him. Uh, the album, it is out today, and it's called Bell Bottom Country. And we'll come back to that in a second. But I do want to talk about the CMAs. I brought it up when they did the announcement that morning and – it was like, Lainey Wilson. Lain- I was like, well, look at Lainey. You got another one. Lainey Wilson. Well, look at Lainey. She- but then it was six, and you were the most nominated. I wonder what that day was like for you because it had to feel intense in the best way. Oh, my gosh, man. It was it was strange. Um, they called me. It was probably like 7 a.m., and I was dead asleep. My publicist and manager called me, and they were like, well, you got nominated for a CMA. And I'm like freaking out. You because know. ACMA. Yeah, for ACMA. Yeah. And then I put one foot on the hardwood floor, and they were like, um, and you were the most nominated. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't wait to call home and tell my mom and daddy. My daddy was in the hospital at the time, and he had been in the hospital for two months. And so I was so excited to share some good news with them, too. What did they say? Uh, they were freaked. They were like, who did you pay to make that <laughs> Are they so proud of you? They are so proud. I mean, they believed in me before anybody did, and it's just, it's exciting for them, too. So when you were making those drives back to Louisiana, 
to do shows. You're living here trying to make it and you're struggling. You're driving back, back and forth, living in a trailer outside of a place. In your wildest dreams, where were, what were you doing? Oh my gosh, man. Because you got to be getting close to the point where you're, you're getting close to being able to reach those wildest dreams. And I guess, I mean, that's the point I'm kind of making here. Like it's your wildest dreams. What did you see yourself doing? I knew that I just wanted to write music. I didn't know like what the whole artist thing was going to look like, to be honest. Before I was anything, I was a songwriter. I mean, I wrote my first song at nine years old and I just got bit by the bug. So I knew that I had to do that. Um, So like I said, I didn't know what the whole artist thing was going to look like. Um, So for years, I just really focused on my writing and would just try to get in rooms with people. And then at that point is when my demos kind of started getting passed along and you know, people then kind of started viewing me as an artist at that point. Um, I, it's really weird. Like, I, I've always had a weird sense of peace about knowing that I was going to be okay. I just didn't know it was going to look like this. And what does it look like? I mean, is it weird to have so many? Because you are definitely on, uh, if you think of a stock market chart, you're, you're shooting straight up right now. That's and when good. you shoot straight up, all these new people start coming around telling you how cool and how awesome you are. And yeah, it's people fun. Be like, Right. It's exciting, but then it's like, who do I even trust now? Is yeah. this happening at all? Where you're like, I didn't even know you like three days ago. A little bit. I mean, I have people message me like, I'm your first cousin's best friend. Yeah, best like coming friend. to a show. <laughs> so, but on the on the other side, it's like people that have been with you forever. Yeah. That you get to be like, now we get to go do this. Yes. Because we've done, like who's been with you for years that you're like, now we get to tour this big. Now we get to do these shows. Oh my gosh. I have a great group of like girlfriends here in town who are also artists and musicians and songwriters. And also, um, my manager, she's my best friend. Her name is Mandolin. And we were, we've been at this for eight years together and we've getting to see the entire world together and experience things together. And I'm watching her chase her dreams and she's watching me chase mine. And we're getting to do that hand in hand. And also my family is getting to see parts of the world that I mean, my daddy never even rode on a dang airplane until a couple years ago. So this is really strange for them. How is he? He's doing great. He's home. Yeah. Um, he just had his 60th birthday. And, yeah, we thought we were going to lose him there for a minute. I remember. I remember yep. when that was happening. Yeah, it was rough. And he's on the road to recovery now? Yep, he is. And he's going to walk the CMA carpet Oh, with me. come on, really? That's he awesome. Really awesome. He's been working really hard to get to that point and um yeah, he's going to be there. He's going to steal the show. <laughs> Lainey's got a new album. She's going to come back in a second. But the album is out today. It's called Bell Bottom Country. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Friday Morning Conversation with Blaney Wilson. She's got a new album that is out today. It's called Bell Bottom Country. Finally, finally, finally. like the big album, all the songs that kind of sh- shares all throughout who you are. That's it. Yeah, we've been waiting for a long time. You've put out little little projects, yeah. little groups of songs, but this is it. And what I like is because I've listened to it, and you were such a songwriter. You talked about how when you came to town, that that's what you thought you wanted I mean that is what you're doing but it's yeah. like that was your goal but okay. now all this other artist stuff is happening that being said 13 songs on it that you have written mm-hmm. with with other folks but also uh, the last track is Four Non Blondes What's Up mm-hmm. written by Linda Perry you know What's I'll up? sing it for you guys hey yeah 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 <laughs> 
Why that song? Man, I've, I've been singing this song for years. Um, even back home in Louisiana when I was playing with a cover band. And it just seemed like the song that, I mean, everybody would be sitting down and all of a sudden those hey hey's would come in and everybody would stand up, their hands would go in the air. And then I started playing it with my current band now. And it's just, it's just a good time. It is. And I felt like I wanted to, you know, I wanted it to be on the record um, because I, there's not a show that I play where I do not play this song. And so we just put our own little country spin on it. I got to hang out with Linda Perry last fall. Oh, that's cool. Get to she have all her. the tattoos? You see them on? Oh, she is. Like all of her hands and stuff? That's cool. She is intimidating. Really? Yes. Is she small but still intimidating? Yes. She, yeah. She's tiny but mighty. I'll tell you that. And she's just, she's a cool person. So she gave me her blessing and um, here we are. Lainey Wilson's complete project, Bell Bottom Country, is out now. And then let's talk about Yellowstone for a second. Can you tell me about the person you're playing in Yellowstone? Because the, the character's name is not Lainey. No. What's the character's name? Abby. Okay. And then what does, I know you sing in the show, which yeah. is cool, because I remember way back in the day, you were like, I got a song placed in Yellowstone. Yeah. Like we very, very first started talking about this. And you were like, I can't believe it. Yeah. So now this is just bizarre how the world works. It's now you're wild. actually in the show. Yep. It's when, crazy. When when that one of your first songs got placed, it was like the biggest thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. It's, it, it truly was. Um, so Taylor Sheridan. Did you keep a good relationship with them? And then that's how they knew you to even talk to you about this role? Yeah. So they had put several of my songs in there. And then Taylor invited me out to play like a horse reining show out in Vegas. And that's where I just got to get to know him, shake his hand and like become his friend. And he pretty much told me he was just like, anytime you got new music, send it my way. And we just kept in contact. I went and played like a little acoustic show for the cast and crew during the pandemic. Dang, even that's cool. Yeah, I know. I was like, this is also one of the coolest things I've ever done. So fast forward, um, February, he called me and just said, I want to create a character specifically for you. I want you to wear what you wear. He created one for you. You didn't have a role to audition for. He's like, Mm -hmm. you're exactly what we want. We want to make that based on you. Yeah. It was a blessing from the Lord. That's just it. Do you freak out? Yes, I was trying not to on the phone with him. I was like, "You sure you want me? You sure you want that?" And he's like, "Yep." He said, "Trust me, you can do it." Um, he said, "You know, you pretty much get to act on stage every single night anyway." So, how do you it. prepare? Because I don't know what acting experience you have, other than when you were making the music and you were playing other characters, you know, doing that. But I mean, have you ever acted in anything? I mean, I created a little like character skits during the pandemic to keep myself entertained. And just people entertained, but no. Uh-uh. So well, then what do you do? Do you go and start taking any sort of acting class? So there's a girl here in Nashville. Her name is Bridget. And she didn't really, like, teach me how to act. But she was teaching me little, like, tools to, how do I say it, to, like, stay grounded and remain, like, in my body. She didn't want me to, like, memorize my lines or anything. She wanted me to, like, have a good idea of what they look like. But she wanted me to really, like, listen to what the other person was saying to me. So it would just sound like a conversation. And, um, yeah, so she just pretty much gave me those tools, and I just gave it my best shot. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> the first time, because I did some episodes in Nashville where I had to actually act, and I'm not an actor, mm-hmm. I was like, I, my heart was, like, yeah. the first couple of times, because yeah. I'm not, they're all great. They spent their whole life training for this, right. and here I am, some Joe Blow off the street. I know. Did you have any sort of, like, I, imposter syndrome at all up there? Yes. I mean, when I showed up to the ranch, I'm like, these people are probably going to be like, what in the world? This girl ain't ever acted a day in her life. She's been acting a fool, but she ain't been like, <laughs> acting. <laughs> and, um, but they did not treat me that way. They 
welcomed me with open arms and they were all fans of my music did it help they had seen you before like you performed for them some of them like so you kind of had yeah ish, was, a relationship ish with some of them yeah we kind of like knocked the dust off so it all it just it's crazy how life works dang and crazy. so do you have like intense lines do you shoot anybody i don't do shoot you? nobody and they didn't take me to the train station so. oh thank god you yet don't yet <laughs> yet we don't <laughs> when they're done with me yeah. they'll be like just get her out just Take her. <laughs> and you're singing in the show too, obviously, right? Yep. I'm and playing a musician. So do they take that music and also put it somewhere Yellowstone-ish? I mean, is that a thing? Is what do you any mean? Well, I mean, like, it's not any songs on your album, right? Do you, are you yeah, there some? are a few on the, on the entire season that are on my record, but I also wrote some specifically for. And is it like a Yellowstone soundtrack or streaming list? So or? they do have, like, you know, they have, like, streaming lists and stuff like that. Uh, and it's crazy the amount of people... Who have found out about me through Yellowstone? I mean, like the music is a huge part of the show, which I don't know if it's normally that way for other shows. Any kissing scenes? You'll have to wait and see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars, boy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you, are you from Louisiana in the show? So what's crazy is I kind of had to, I kind of had to like make up what I thought the character was in my mind because I just pretty much got her lines and that was it. I didn't have like a character description, so in my mind. She's from Louisiana because she sounds like this. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, she's maybe traveling through Montana, uh, musician, maybe finds like a group of people who is really, really starting to like dig her music, and um, she stays for a while. And you can ride horses. And so, did you ride any horses? You- I didn't ride horses yet. Mm-hmm. So she hadn't been thrown on the train. Okay, yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's not dead. <laughs> yet. Which is good. When does the show come out? November thirteenth. Dang, that's coming up. Coming Are you in the first up. episode? I'm in the first episode. That's amazing. Oh, there's for sure going to be a spinoff. Yellowstone yeah. with... This is it. You're going to have your own version. It's oh, going to be your Lord. own country. We're going to follow your country career as Abby. Abby. On, that's so cool. Do you... I mean, you have to be at home when you finally get a little bit of a break and go, holy crap. Every now and then when I'm like being still, mm-hmm. which I've only slept in my bed maybe 11 nights this year. Um, and I got to sleep in my bed last night, which was pretty dang cool. But... Um, yeah, I have to kind of look up and take a breath and be like, wow, everything that I, I put on my like list last year of things that I wanted to accomplish, we we're doing that and more. Yeah, Christmas would hit you pretty good. Yeah. Because you'll have a few days for sure where you can't do anything because nobody does anything. Yeah. And you're going to be like, I, this is awesome. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's awesome to watch it just from... It's I mean, crazy. I've known you for a few years now. We've come a long way since doing the get up in your backyard. It's huh? crazy. I mean, Lainey, it's so crazy. It's so cool. I'm so excited for. It. I'm so happy. More than that, I'm happy your dad's better. Thank you. I did see he was out of the hospital. I was asking that for Thank the show, you. so we could, t- you know, just address it. But that's 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 probably the most important thing. It is right there for you. The day that they told me I had six nominations for CMAs, they also sent me a video of him walking down the halls in the hospital, and that meant more to me than the CMA nominations. Boy, what a day though, all together. All together. And he's going to go with you to the CMAs. Yep. That is all. That's just amazing. I'm so proud of you. Yep. I'm so proud of you. What's a song? I want to talk about the record again for a second. But what's a song on this record where you go, you know, people haven't heard this till the record came out, but when they do, this song is one I'm not most proud of, but I feel like at this moment in this season really represents me. What's that song? Oh, my gosh. I know there's a lot of them, but you got to you gun to your horse's head. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the song that I did write for my daddy. Those boots. I feel like it was super special when I was writing it, but to me it means something completely different now. Just hold on to the people you love. We're going to play a little clip of Those Boots. We don't have it. Oh, we do have it. Well, look at us. Holy crap. We're, we're Okay, play a little bit of that. Those boots. They walk right with the Lord. Those boots. 
That's so cool. Goosebumps. Yeah, it's so cool. There was, there was a picture that you posted on your Instagram of you and Luke Combs, and both of you look like you're 12. Yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah. What What was that? What, when was that? that what was, was that? And what were you doing? 2014. That's when I met him. I met him at Tin Roof, Tin Roof Revival off of Demumbrian. And I remember walking in. I had been in town for three years at that point. He had, didn't even live here. Um, and I walked up to him. I just had this gut feeling about this dude. And I tapped him on the shoulder and said, I want to write with you. And then he was like, okay, well, I'll make a writing trip. So his first writing trip that he made to Nashville, he came over to my camper trailer and we'd write music together. And now I'm on tour with him. I'm glad he remembered. <laughs> and if he had forgotten, he didn't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, Kevin Costner, do you say it Kevin Costner or Kevin Costner? I say Costner. Right. Well, no, everybody does except for Eddie who fights. He's fighting tooth and nail about Kevin this. Kevin Cosner. Cosner. Nobody, yeah. nobody says Cosner. Well, we just need to call him up and Cosner, ask. <laughs> yes, of course. How, how, how is he to work with? Um, so I never even got to actually shake his hand and meet him. Um, Your scenes a, weren't at the same? Like, are you, We were actually in one of the same scenes, but it was complete chaos, and it was like 500 extras around. They pretty much like put him in the scene and then like pulled him out. Does um, he talk like Batman in real life? Because he's always like, hey, you know what? I, I think he does. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that. I think he does. I wish that was my natural. <laughs> um, so uh, I was going to read a lot of your, your dates, but there are just so many. Of them. You're all over the place. I mean, you're really just hustling, and your shows are getting bigger, and you're playing with Luke. I'll just say this. Go to LaneyWilson.com because it's all up there. Go watch Laney. She's just a great performer. Performer, that's what I would say, because you're obviously a good singer, and you play guitar, but you're, you're a really great performer. Thank you. Because you watch your show, and you're like, well, how, how about that? Well, how about that? You just keep elevating Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I think it was all them Hannah Montana days I did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, I'm so proud of you. Thank Congrats you. on the record. Congrats Thank on the so CMAs. Much. It is just wonderful to watch the good guy win, you know? Let's do it. That's super cool. Not me, you. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah just, I'm watching you. You're the good guy today. All right. There she is, our friend Lainey Wilson, everybody. Thank you all. I love y'all. Time for easy trivia. The first category is U.S. history. Lunchbox, who was the very first president of the United States? My boy, George Washington. That's correct. Good job. Eddie. Come on. Where is the White House located? In Washington, D.C. That's correct. Good job. Independence Day, Morgan, is another day, another name for what holiday? July 4th. Correct. And Amy, who's the current U.S. president? Uh, Joe Biden. Correct. Good. Easy trivia. That's the game. It's the easiest trivia game in the whole wide world where you don't want to miss one because if you miss one, you'll hear this. You've been booed. Nobody wants to get boned, right, everybody? No. Not this, not this early anyway, no, all right? No, no. Never. <laughs> all right, you're playing for the championship. Lunchbox is the current <sighs> champion. He's got the, the tiara over there. Lunchbox has two wins on the season. Eddie has two wins. Amy has one. Morgan, hello. And hello. so you're playing the five. <laughs> Ready, guys? Come Ready. on. Easy trivia. The category is bunny rabbits. Ooh. What's up, Doc? Is the catchphrase, Lunchbox, of what famous rabbit? Bugs Bunny. Correct. Eddie, what kind of profession would put a rabbit and then pull it out of a hat as their act? Ooh, that would be a magician. Correct. Morgan, what battery company has a pink rabbit as a mascot? Oh, the Energizer Bunny. Correct. Amy, what's a group of wild rabbits called? There's no way. You got a really hard one. Well, this is what... Oh, we talked about it on the show. Oh, we talked about it. That's right. And I said I'm going to ask it on the Uh show. Uh-huh. Here it is. (gasps) That's right. But I mean, that's in... The, the first round is second. Second round. And I did say this was going to be a question. Oh, I know it. You oh, but I, oh, I, I remember it. To get it. Oh, you do. Yes. I don't remember it, Amy. 
Wow. I, as soon as I read it, I was like, well, that's hard. Then I was like, I should know this. Like what once I, what, a week, I'm like, remember this because he's going to ask. I it. did say I was going to ask it in this game. I will say that what I have in my head is not the right answer. But Lunchbox, if, you're, if yours is right, Amy can have it. What is yours? Falafel. A falafel. <laughs> that's a well, sandwich? I, what I that's have like in my a, head is... That's like a thing at the mall. <laughs> but please tell me he's close because what I have in my head is close to that. I'm not saying anything about his. I'm saying it's not a falafel. <laughs> a gyro. Right, because I think it's a fluffle. <laughs> is that your answer? Yes. Yes, it's a fluffle. Good. How did All you right. know that? Uh, fluffle, though, pretty close. You can just say it was your accent. You, oh, I said it. Uh, uh, U.S. It. Geography Trivia Lunchbox. Yep. What's the largest state by land area, largest physical state yep. in the U.S.? Alaska. Correct. Mm. That's pretty good. It's really good. <sighs> Eddie, what ocean borders California? That's the Pacific Ocean. Correct. Morgan Rockefeller Center is in what city? New York City. Correct. Amy, what's the smallest state in the United States? Rhode Island. Correct. Moving on to the next category. Everybody's alive. Woo! Easy trivia. The category is shapes. <gasps> Lunchbox, what shape has six sides? Hexagon. Correct. No, don't pause like that. I was like, dang it, did I go too fast? Uh, Eddie, what uh, shape is a stop sign? That's an octagon. Correct. Morgan, how many sides does a cube have? A cube. Mm, okay. Ooh, ooh, hold on. One, two, it's a dice. One, two, three, four, five, six. Correct. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. <laughs> Amy, how many sides does a pentagon have? Five. Correct. Nice job. We're moving ooh. on to the next category. We're going a little faster. Category is country related phrases. Mm. Fill in the blank. This is an apology for the use of profanity. Pardon my blank. Oh, French. Pardon my French. I get it now. I was like, I don't understand the category. Mm -hmm. Eddie, this means to follow the traditions or customs of a place being visited. When in blank. When in Rome. Correct. Morgan. A phrase used to describe a person ducking out of a party, social gathering, or very bad date without bidding farewell. It is called the blank goodbye. The Irish goodbye. Correct. Amy, it's a way of saying you don't understand something that is said or written. It's all blank to me. Uh Uh-oh. What? It's all blank to me. Uh, well, what's the category again? Country-related phrases. Country, well, foreign. That's what I would say. It's foreign to me. It's all foreign to me. It's all thinking of countries that would France. Foreign to me. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. What is it? It's all Greek to me. Greek. What? You've been boned. That's the hardest one. Amy, you've been boned. I don't. Uh, Amy, you've been boned. The next okay. category is horror movie characters. Lunchbox. Freddy Krueger is from what horror franchise? Nightmare on Elm Street. Correct. Eddie Jason is from what horror movie franchise? Friday the 13th. Correct. Morgan Michael Myers is from what? Halloween. Correct. Country bands. Wait. Thank you. Oh, I was like, <laughs> what? Next category, country bands that start with the. Ready? Okay. Lunchbox, what country band sings the song? Grandpa, tell me about the good old days. The blank. Grandpa. The Judds. Correct. The Judds. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He just slammed the table. Eddie, what country band sings the song Cowboy Take Me Away? The Chicks. Correct. 
Morgan, what 80s country band sings Elvira? What? The... Elvira? Elvira. I, I don't know. The... Boner. Alabama. The, the Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. You've been boom. It's the Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, yeah. And now we're down to two. Easy oh, trip. man. Let's take a break. Oh, really? Oh, we gotta take a break. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do this. We gotta play okay. this. All right. All right. We're coming back. Lunchbox and Eddie. Last two remaining. Easy trivia. Back with a championship next. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Easy trivia. We're down to two. Lunchbox and Eddie. This is the easiest game in the whole wide world. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready. The category is famous U.S. quotes. Lunchbox. Who said four score and seven years ago? Abraham Lincoln. Correct. Eddie. Hmm. Famous U.S. quotes. Who said, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you could do for your country. Thank you for the accent. That's JFK. I tried to give you both a little something there. Appreciate that. A little little something. A little character in there. A little fur. A little (laughs) fur on the skin. Yes. The category is math. We're good at math. Yeah. I I, I took math in school. Mm. (laughs) Lunchbox, what is 64 divided by 8? Eight. Correct. <sighs> just bone me. Uh, not the first time, huh? <laughs> just tapping out? It just bone me. Eddie. What? What's the square root? Oh, you know I don't know square roots. Go ahead. Of 144. What? 144? Something that, that you- goes into each other. Like... Oh. Like, 144 would Eddie, be... do you know what a square root is? No, not really. Like, a, a number that goes in itself. That's the way it's been explained. Right? It's been explained weird. <laughs> That's fine. Like, like, a number that you... I'm can... not going to tell you, but oh. there's a weird explanation. Hmm. What is a square root? So, I'm looking for the square root of 144. Like, if... Uh, like, what times what is 144? That a square root? It's kind of fun watching him squirm. What is it like? Twelve? If you hit this, it's a, it's a Disney movie. If you hit this, you come. Oh, you came from yeah. nothing, from behind. Because really I don't know what it is. What's the square root of one forty four? One forty four. It's got to be something like seven. Give me seven. The square root of seven is one forty four. You said 12. That would have been the right answer. That was your first It was instinct. 12? Yes! Let's go! 12 times 12 is 144. Uh, You've been boned. Uh, I told you, just boned. Uh, he all he wins boom. again. Oh, no. Do you want to hear your next three questions when they would have been lunchbox? Yeah! You could have kept going around. Oh, do your thing. And they stay there! And they stay there! That's on me. 
That's on me. He's, he's in the lead again this season. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lunchbox, what animal villain wore a black dress and a long coat of Dalmatian spotted fur? Oh, Crua DeVille. I'll accept it. Cruella DeVille. Mm, not bad. The next category would have been movie quotes. We're going to need a bigger boat. It's from what movie? We're going to need a bigger boat. Uh, Forrest Gump. Incorrect. That's Jaws. You let him there. I like yeah, you it. did the. I like it. You, you put some fur on that one. A <laughs> <laughs> little too furry yeah, for you? A little, a little too furry. Little too furry. <laughs> there is our winner, though, with three wins. He's so close. Lunchbox is our big winner. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Birmingham, England. A man walked into a post office with a red shoebox, and he had a mask over his face, put it on the counter, said, Hoo! Cashier said, what? I can't understand you. He said, Hoo! She said, you have a mask on. I can't hear you. So he put a note on the counter. Only problem, the note was upside down. She goes, sir, your note is upside down. And he left. He was trying to rob the place. Police arrested him a couple blocks over. Well, she was playing that pretty cool because I bet one, she understood him, and two, everybody can read something upside down, right? <laughs> I don't know. It would be kind of tough. Or you just take the note and you flip it around yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but That's he got true. frustrated and just left. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear that. I think she played that perfectly. <laughs> as long as she didn't get shot, and she didn't. Yeah, that guy's a real idiot. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. On the phone right now is Nessa. I was just calling about the movie, and I don't have firsthand experience, but my... 16-year-old son saw it, and he's into all the gross stuff. Um, and he, his feedback for me was to not let my 13-year-old watch it because he said that he doesn't want to, like, eat after seeing it. Well, the movie's terrifying, too, making people pass out or vomit in the theaters, and Amy has to go watch it. this week. She said she's watching it this weekend, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right, Amy? Yeah, I have to. No choice. And are you just going to let us know if you're taking your daughter or not? Like, over the weekend? You come back Monday and give us that final... Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I'll let you know in the moment. I'll hit you up. <laughs> hey, she's <laughs> with me. I don't know. Or I'll let you know Monday. I have mm-hmm. not decided fully. So, there. I mean, I don't know. I am still, it's 50-50, but leaning more towards it, I guess. So, 51-49. Oh, 51-49, oh, wow. which means it's actually 60-40 if you ask me. Hey, <laughs> Nessa, your 16-year-old went to watch it, so do you think it's okay for Amy's 15-year-old to go watch it? 15 and a half. Well, I think it just depends on her threshold. Got, uh, like, my 6-year-old's threshold's pretty high, and he said, like, for his age group, he thinks it's okay, but he didn't want the 13-year-old to see it. So it probably just depends on, like, what her threshold is. What's her threshold, Amy? High. Yeah. Um, Like, she loves all the, like, all the scary movies. I, I I thought it was a huge deal when I let her watch it and some other really scary movie, but she she really does like them and it doesn't scare her. It doesn't keep her up at night. It doesn't affect her. In fact, she laughs at certain things because they're so ridiculous and she knows they're so fake. So whereas I would get scared or my 12-year-old son, there's no way ever in a million years I could let him watch that stuff. He wouldn't. He already has trouble sleeping and we probably wouldn't sleep for weeks if I let him watch something scary. So... My children are very different. I feel like Nessa checked the box that you can take your daughter. That's what I think. I Nessa, like, thank you for that call. She sounds like a good yeah, mom. Yeah, absolutely. You sound like a good mom. That's right. We, we can tell by the texture of your voice you do a wonderful job of parenting. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, bye. <laughs> uh, Michelle in Arkansas, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Let's talk to her. Hey, Michelle. So my daughter, is, my 15-year-old daughter, is a huge fan. She listens to your show every morning and every afternoon when she goes to feed her animals. She's got it turned on, too, and she loves your show. So for Christmas, 
um, or birthday. Her birthday's in January, and she'll be the 16. Uh, I was wanting to get her to uh, some tickets to see your show with the Raging Idiots, but you don't have any tour dates out. So I was just wondering, will you have any of those up soon? As of now, we, we don't have any Raging Idiots shows planned. We are going to play in Las Vegas in December as part of my show there at the Win. But, um, you know, maybe we'll show up at the CMAs and play a couple songs. What do you say? Or even a song. Eddie, what do you think? Oh, that would be amazing, dude. They, I think they need us. We're, we're still waiting for a call from the CMAs for our performance slot. Every year they're announcing the same people performing over. What about the Raging Idiots? <laughs> Every year we wait and nothing. Yeah, we just stare at the phone. Heck, we buy a landline, put it in, and then just stare at it, <laughs> waiting for somebody to call. And they never do. But we're waiting for the CMAs to call us. Uh, Michelle, right now we don't have any shows that we're doing. Um, and I'd like to say we're working on new music, but we're not. We just kind of hang out and talk and have fun. And maybe we'll play some next year. If we do, I'll let you know, okay? I'm sorry. Okay, well, come to Arkansas when you do. Okay, you better believe. If we do, we will be there. Uh, and then again, who knows? Why? We may be on the CMAs as a surprise guest. Us in Stapleton. You never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Appreciate you. We'll see you Monday. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.